Now I will introduce today's guest. The one thing that I think we all know or can imagine about this afternoon's guest speaker is that he loves a challenge. eHealth Ontario is recovering from a very intense period of scrutiny and soul-searching. With the injection of new leadership and focus, its vital signs appear strong. Greg Reed became the president and CEO of eHealth Ontario just over a year ago. The provincial government agency is tasked with harnessing information technology and innovation to improve patient care, safety, and access. This means providing a single, harmonized, coherent, province-wide e-health strategy through one point of contact. This is no easy task, especially when expectations have been heightened and skepticism about future success is still quite vocal. E-Health Ontario's mandate is enormous. It encompasses all provincially funded IT initiatives that support healthcare professionals and patient care delivery. Mr. Reid has embraced this challenge because he believes fundamentally that it is the right thing to do and that an effective e-health strategy is a core part of enhancing the patient experience in this uh, province. Mr. Reed brings decades of executive experience earned in the management consulting and the financial services arenas. He's a former president and CEO of Dundee Wealth Bank, where he was responsible for strategy and operations. He's also a past president and CEO of Altamira Investment Services and a senior executive of the National Bank of Canada, where he led the introduction of rapidly growing banking products. Prior to this, he spent 20 years with the international strategy consulting firm McKinsey & Company in New York, London, and Toronto. While with McKinsey, he helped turn around distressed companies, assisted telecom and technology firms, and co-founded McKinsey's global electronic commerce practice. It's no wonder Mr. Reed's CV rose to the top during the search for a new eHealth Ontario CEO. Today, Mr. Reed joins us to discuss how he and his restructured management team are working to transform eHealth Ontario, to put more electronic patient information into the hands of the province's healthcare providers in a timely manner. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming eHealth Ontario's President and CEO, Greg Reed. Uh, Thank you, Nick, for that very kind introduction. Uh, Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is a real privilege to be able to stand before you today at the Canadian Club. Uh, This has been a venue for discussion of important public topics for over a century, and uh, it's a privilege to be able to speak to you here today. Now, as Nick mentioned, I uh, became the new president and CEO of ELF Ontario just over a year ago, appointed as I was uh, last year on April Fool's Day. I've now been in the role for one year, one month, and 15 days. And I don't know, I may be coming up on a long service award. (laughs) So I think this is a good time to talk about 
uh, how an electronic health care system can improve the quality of care and the access to care for 13 million Ontarians. And this afternoon, I'd like to pose an attempt to answer three questions. One is, well, what is electronic health care, and why is it so important? The second is, what is eHealth Ontario's strategy for trying to implement electronic health care in the province? And then the third is, how is eHealth progressing? What will patients see, and when will they see it? Now, as I start, I would like to acknowledge four special guests at the head table who Nick has just introduced you to. One is Jonathan Gus, the CEO of the Ontario Medical Association, uh, representing 24,000 physicians in the province. The OMA are our delivery partners in the process of wiring up doctors' offices so that they're using electronic medical records. They're doing an outstanding job at that, and uh, we now have more than half of our primary care providers either using electronic records or in the process of implementing them. And we've gained greatly from that partnership and from your, your advice. Um, Dr. Doris Grinspun uh, heads the Registered Nurses Association of Ontario. She represents 116,000 nurses. And Doris and her colleagues have been very helpful to us in looking at patient care through the eyes of nurses, who, after all, are very important frontline providers. And we've learned a great deal in that dialogue in, in understanding what kinds of electronic tools nurses need to be able to provide uh, better care. Uh, Camille Orridge is the uh, CEO of the Toronto Central Lynn, and in this and in previous roles has been an untiring advocate for pushing better quality health care to the front lines and for the role that electronic health records can play in doing that. Uh, and Dr. Jack Kitts from the Ottawa Hospital. Um, the Ottawa Hospital has done a number of very innovative things with electronic health records, and they've actually been an extraordinary partner for us over the past year uh, as we have tried out some of our new systems and modules of capability, uh, right now there are, are over 200 clinicians in Ottawa who are working with OLIS, the Ontario Lab Information System, which right now contains over half the lab results in the province of Ontario in electronic form. Uh, that's a very important pilot, and as we work the kinks out, we'll be looking for ways to roll that out to all practitioners in the province uh, as soon as we can. So thank you all uh, for being here and for your support over the past year. So let's turn to the first question, which is what is electronic health care and why is it so important? And I'd like to start with, with two stories. Um, something that's happened over the past year is that from time to time people say, so what, what do you do for a living? And I say, well, I'm the new president of eHealth Ontario. And they say something just like what Nick said, boy, you must really like a challenge. In fact, that's one of the more enabling things they say. Um, the, uh, the second comment, though, is invariably something like, oh, listen, I have to tell you what happened to my uncle last year, or to my mother, or to our son. And what follows is one of a list of pretty distressing stories about close encounters with our paper-based uh, electronic health care system. And I'm going to share just two of them with you. Uh, one was a woman who said to me that she and her brother shared responsibility for taking care of their elderly father. And it was necessary to take him into the hospital for a, an exhaustive full-day battery of tests. And her brother said, well, I'll, I'll take the day off and I'll take Dad in. And they wheeled him around the hospital and he had all of these tests. And a few days later, they got a phone call saying that more tests were required. And she said, well, fine, this time I'll take the day off, I'll do it. 
She wheeled her father around the hospital, and during the day, her father kept saying, you know, I think I've been here before. I think maybe they did that one before. And she said, oh, Dad, you know how confused you get. And they found out a short while later that their father was right. He had been sent back to the very same hospital to have the very same series of tests uh, 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 administered one after the other. And it was simply because one of his doctors had no idea what another of his doctors were doing. A second story was from a man who rushed his 82-year-old father to the hospital, found that he had rapidly advancing pneumonia. And his father had been in frail health for a number of years. And in the course of a day in emergency, um, they realized that he probably was not going to be able to get ahead of the pneumonia despite antibiotics. And he then had with the ER doctor one of those heart-wrenching discussions that I'm sure some of you have had to have, which is when to shift from battling a disease into a regime of palliative care, which might shorten life, but would assure that a loved one is as comfortable as possible in their final hours. And so they agreed on it, and his father was moved up to a ward in the hospital. And when he and his family arrived in the the ward, they might as well have been visitors from Mars. The staff in the ward had no idea who their father was. They had no idea he'd been in ER all day. They had no record of what his progress during the day had been because they couldn't find the paper charts. And the paper charts included the doctor's express instructions on end-of-life care. And they said, well, we're not authorized to do any of those things without the doctor's instructions. So the son ran back down to ER, tried to find the doctor. He'd gone for the day, tried to find the charts. They were gone. And when he got back up to the ward, he saw two things. He saw his father obviously in distress and uncomfortable. And he saw his 80-year-old mother starting to fill out a blank history page so that she could give the staff some idea Uh, what was wrong with her husband. Uh, Later that night, they saw their father uh, die a needlessly painful death. And I seem a little bit more familiar with that story. It's because the son in the story is me, and that was the night my dad died. Surely we can do better than this. We have to do better than this. Our vision at eHealth Ontario is that any time any one of us is in front of a provider, that provider has in front of them all the information they need to take the best possible care of us. And it's not just information from their own files, it's information drawn from any other provider that you may have been visiting. So integrating records from disparate systems so that any provider you visit can take better care of you. A pretty simple notion. Well, how hard could that possibly be? Well, let me take you back a year and describe uh, my tour around Ontario as I began learning about the healthcare landscape in the province. And what I learned is that we have about 155 hospitals in the province. They all have hospital information systems. They all create patient records. And generally speaking, the records created in any one hospital cannot be read in any other hospital in the province. We have something like 6,000 doctors using electronic medical records in their practices, 
Those systems are provided by 11 vendors, and generally speaking, the records created by a physician in their practice cannot be read by the system used by any other physician in the province, nor can they be read by any hospital. We have a community care and access system, a community care and access center system in Ontario with 42 different locations with a very good system with patient information in it. And that information cannot be read by physicians or any of the hospitals. So I took this job thinking, as many Ontarians do, that there are no electronic health records in the province. What I discovered is the exact opposite. The province is awash in electronic health records. The problem is none of them can talk to each other. There is no way of assembling a comprehensive and accurate view of any one of us. And so our task is to find a way to do that. So how do you go about doing that? Well, another thing I encountered uh, early in my job was this, this sense that the reason eHealth Ontario was here was because we were a large infrastructure manufacturing project and that somehow inside the agency we had a number of people busily stapling together 13 million health records and if we were lucky there would be a day in 2015 when we could flip the switch on a giant server farm uh, dozens of spindles would spin to life and out would fly 13 million health records for use by providers and patients alike and they'd all be perfect and in our industry we call that a high risk approach so we began thinking of alternatives. Well, one thing we noticed around the province was that uh, in certain locations, typically clustered around larger hospitals, there were already very innovative efforts to try to combine records and to move them between hospitals and to move them out to the physicians and family health teams in the area. We saw an excellent demonstration of a system like that in Ottawa. Uh, there's a very good system in Hamilton that's doing it. London, with their Spire project, is doing a very good job. Toronto has a system. Barrie has a system. Sudbury has a system. Thunder Bay has a system. And I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody. And none of those systems is the same. None of them follow common standards. None of them use common technology. And we were on our way to eight or nine balkanized regions of the province with no ability to exchange records between them or to have records follow you wherever you go in the province. And so we had to think, what, what, what sits between Ontario, with, which with 13 million patients is too big, and nine or 10 regions, which feel a little bit too fragmented and too much like reinventing the wheel if we try and do it with those locations. And what we feel will work is three regional integration hubs. We announced the first of these last week with Connecting GTA. Uh, we believe there should be two others. One would be connecting southwestern Ontario, and another will be connecting north and east Ontario. And each of these three hubs will pull together the records of providers in the regions who, after all, tend to see the same patients. They represent natural referral areas. If you are a patient in, or an Ontarian in Windsor, you probably have a family doctor in Windsor, if you get sick, you probably go to a hospital in the Erie St. Clair area. And if you get really sick, you may go to London Health Sciences. But you're not going to Kingston, and you're not going to Thunder Bay. All the providers in that region have an incentive to want to be able to see more information about each of the patients they care for. 
And so these natural referral areas are very good places to start building integrated health records. So let me talk a little bit about Connecting GTA because it's the first of these hubs that we announced last week. The GTA is a pretty large natural referral area with 6.3 million people. It represents almost half the population of Ontario. And any one of us living in the GTA could show up at uh, any one of about 700 different healthcare institutions seeking help. So what we have to find a way of doing is taking the electronic records in each of those institutions, combining them into a unified view of each of us that contains all the information necessary to take better care of us, and make sure that there's a way of getting it back to a provider when they need it. So the way we're going about that in Toronto, and I will spare you the technical details uh, because I'm not sure I fully understand them yet, but in my layman's terms, I think of, the, I think of it as a sort of a, a cross between Union Station and the Yellow Pages, if I can mix metaphors for a moment. What it means is that we need to be able to reach out to, say, Toronto East General Hospital and pull in a patient record and against some master template of what all the things an electronic health record for an individual could contain, know where to put that information and also know where to put information from, from physician's files, your history, your annual physicals, the medications you're on, encounters with hospitals, encounters with long-term care. And you can see where all of these things would go into some sort of master template. And then realize how to map that record back onto the legacy system that any provider might be using who's trying to care for you. And I think of that as using translation tables, but I'm hopelessly dating myself in terms of technology when I use a term like that, because it's all going to happen in the cloud um, when, when we get there. So that's pretty complicated. But the other way of doing this would be even more complicated. What's happening at the center of one of these integration hubs in something called a HILE, I promise that's the only, almost the only acronym I'll use this afternoon, a health integration access layer, is that common standards are being used. And one thing we need in Ontario, if we're going to have interoperable health records that can follow you wherever you go, is a set of common standards. Well, one thing eHealth could do, and I don't think this is a very good idea, is that we could lock ourselves in a room with a big whiteboard, uh, breathing dry erase marker fumes, and have a vision of common standards for the province and announce them. And if we did that, we would have hundreds and hundreds of CIOs around the province tearing their hair out because they've invested 10 years and millions of dollars in legacy systems that are working perfectly well in their hospitals or their clinics or their long-term care settings. And what we would be saying is, now you have to retrofit those to a common set of top-down standards imposed by Yale Ontario. We don't think that's a very good idea. What we think is a smarter idea is as we make these records interoperable, as we find a way of combining them, let's inject the common standards there. Because the problems we have to solve are, how do we tag records? How do we number them so that we know how to put them together? How do we make sure that they're associated with a unique patient? How do we know that they're safe and accurate? How do we protect their privacy? How do we protect their security? How do, we, how do we make sure that they're only accessed by uh, providers who should be able to look at them? Right now in the province, we have literally hundreds of different ways of numbering uh, medical records. We have all sorts of different ways of figuring out who providers are, who patients are, 
We have many, many different ways of managing security and privacy. And we will not be able to build a province-wide system that is safe and accurate and secure unless we start to move to some common standards. So connecting GTAs are our opportunity to do that. And what we want to do is do this as an open book exercise with CIOs from around the province involved in the decisions that are made. Because really what we're doing is we're defining the de facto architectural standard for the province. And so we figure out how to number records and how to connect them together and how to attach them to unique unique individuals and other things. We need CIOs from around the province looking on and saying, yes, that makes sense. We're agreeing now to that becoming a common provincial standard. That will work in southwestern Ontario. That will work in northeast. So as we build Connecting GTA, we know we'll be building a core which solves the problem of how to make records interoperable. And so when we go to start building Connecting Northeast Ontario or Connecting Southwestern Ontario, that work doesn't have to be done again. We can put that core technology in the middle and say, please don't reinvent the wheel. This is the beginning of common standards. And if you build your hub following those standards, then we know at the end of the day that all the records in the province will be interoperable. And wherever you go in the province, a provider that you present yourself to will be able to look at your record because we found a way of making them move across the province and across many, many different computer platforms. Now, this is obviously a very complicated effort, and it's important that ELF Ontario work with the smartest people in the province and from out, without the province in order to get this done. And so at eHealth, really what we're engaged in is a massive outsourcing operation. We are a series of public-private partnerships where we work with best-of-breed healthcare providers, their IT departments, and technology partners. In fact, if you look at the budget of eHealth Ontario, something like 80% of our budget flows straight through the agency and goes out to the private sector. It goes out to the healthcare providers that have the IT departments that are capable of doing these things, and much of it goes out to technology providers that are bringing their experience, much of it gained in other jurisdictions who have already figured out ways of doing this. And so what eHealth does is is several things. Uh, We establish architectural standards for the province. We write the blueprint or the roadmap for how all this will come together. We don't do it alone. There's been a tremendous amount of consultation with providers around the province over the past year to get their ideas, listen to them, synthesize them, improve upon them, and we have now have a draft architecture which we're beginning to syndicate with the healthcare sector and which will, which will improve. But at the end of the day, we want to be releasing something where most institutions in the province will look at it and go, yep, they listened. That's what we talked about. We recognize ourselves in that. So architectural standards is one thing. Establishing the common interoperable standards we need is another. Being a strategic investor is a very important part of what we do. Right now in the province, there are many, many efforts to make records move around and to push them out to providers. But as I mentioned earlier, we're reinventing the wheel in many different places. And that means that we're using tax dollars eight or nine times over to solve the same problem in different locations. We simply can't afford to do that anymore. And so as we develop the architecture and the roadmap, we're going to be very thoughtful about the way we spend taxpayer money. And what we would like to do is build things once and then reuse them around the province. So we'll be investing 
in projects which are scalable and workable on a province-wide basis and that will converge, but we will not be investing in projects that are standalone and diverge. We need to start pulling this thing together if it's going to work and if it's going to be cost-effective and if we're going to get there. So that's the role that eHealth plays. The style with which we do this is something we like to refer to as a servant leader approach. We start by listening. Uh, We are constantly synthesizing the ideas we hear. We're playing them back. We're trying to pull standards together using as much of the brain power on the problems as we can. But when we lock them in, we then need to enforce them. And that's the only way we'll have a safe and accurate electronic healthcare system. So that leads me to the third question I posed, which is, uh, what will patients see and when will they see it? Well, we should probably start with what they see today. Um, I mentioned that we have over 6,000 doctors now using electronic records or in the process of implementing them. Uh, Right now in Ontario, all images taken in hospitals are digital. There is no more film. X-rays, MRIs, nuclear medicine, mammograms are all digital. And what that means is that we can send those images around to hospitals and out to physicians electronically. So they're accessible virtually immediately. And there's no more waiting for the big yellow envelope with the film in it or worrying that it might get lost. Uh, We have a drug profile viewer in most of the emergency rooms of the province. And on that drug profile viewer are the medications prescribed to any senior citizen in the province of Ontario because they're funded by the Ontario Drug Benefit Program. And and it actually represents about 45% of the prescriptions in the entire province. So anytime a senior is wheeled into the ER, their drugs are on screen and they're available immediately. Uh, We are using hospital report managers to uh, take important information from hospital stays and push those out to physicians and other providers who are the next stage of care for a patient. So they could be radiology reports, they could be medication changes while in hospital. A very important form of that report is a hospital discharge summary because it describes what has happened to a patient while they're in hospital and provides their next provider, whether it's their physician or a long-term care home, with better information with which to take care of that patient. Last month, uh, we sent out 140,000 electronic hospital reports to the next provider. Now, we have many, many more that we have to figure out how to do, but that's a good start, and we need to build on that momentum. So what will patients see? Well, I think the main thing they're going to see is that more and more of the providers they visit will have computers in front of them. They'll be using automated tools. What the providers will see is more and more of the patient on the screen. So instead of, right now, only being confined to the information that has originated inside their practice or inside the four walls of their institution, they'll be able to see a much broader picture of their patient, all of their encounters with the healthcare system, and they'll have the information they need to provide better care uh, at a much lower cost. So this is going to be a a massive uh, and complex exercise. That's probably... Um, and, and that's probably an understatement. In order to do it, we need to continue to work on a very strong partnership basis with the healthcare providers of the province and with the technology providers. I would like to think we're off to a good start at that, and that we 
I, I'm sensing that there's a support for this strategy among the healthcare providers and that they are already beginning to work better together and we with them, but we certainly need to continue this. There's no way eHealth Ontario can do this on our own. We, have, we haven't the skills. For one thing, we don't have the information. Most of the information resides in the files of the many, many different providers around the province. But I believe we can do it. I believe that if we can work as a unified front of healthcare providers and technology providers galvanized by a common vision that we're going to provide the best quality care as quickly as possible and at the lowest cost possible, that we will get there. Now, at eHealth Ontario, we are deeply honored to be entrusted with so great a responsibility. And here I really would like to acknowledge the new management team at eHealth Ontario and some of our new directors, and they're at tables right there and right there. Um, so thank you. They really are the brains behind the operation and are uh, doing great work on all of our behalves. Um, we, we, we take this responsibility very seriously, and we passionately believe that um, if we get this right, and we will, that we can create a healthcare system for the people of Ontario that will be, uh, that will be truly exceptional. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Greg. I'd like to welcome Alan Odette, past president of the Canadian Club of Toronto, to the podium. Mr. Reed, on behalf of uh, the guests gathered here today, I would like to thank you very much for providing a uh, maybe an overdue, certainly very much appreciated uh, insight into current and future plans at eHealth Ontario. You can judge by the turnout today that there is uh, significant interest in this topic. Navigating the complexities of the healthcare system is never easy, and technology can certainly be used to harness an enhanced experience for patients. And I want to thank you for sharing your personal experience with us today, because I think that really is, uh, is ultimately why we need to move to an integrated health uh, record system. Your account of the plans and strategies that are being deployed clearly show that eHealth Ontario is tracking to meet its goals and objectives. We all want to wish you well in your endeavor and, uh, and wish you much success in completing this task. On behalf of all of those here today, thank you very much for coming. Thank you again, Alan. Thank you, Mr. Reed. And thanks once more to PwC for making this event possible. PwC Canada for making this event possible. Uh, folks, please remember that you can learn more about the Canadian Club of Toronto and purchase tickets to our events at canadianclub.org. This concludes our television programming, which will be broadcast in the days to come on Rogers TV. We are grateful to Rogers TV and 680 News for their ongoing promotion of Canadian Club events. Thanks to all of you in this room for joining us today. This meeting is now adjourned.